What's going on, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for another episode on Nick and 30, man. It's been a long time. I know I've been away, had to get the new equipment, new look, but that's enough about that. Let's talk about these Knicks, man. Who would have thought that this season would have been out, would have been? Right now, we are currently fourth in the East. We are a game above the Hawks in Miami right now. Four games left in the season, and boy, oh boy, have we seen player development. Have we seen a culture that has got here and has become one of the best things in basketball stories today. When the Mecca is good, basketball is good, and that is just how the game rolls. And sorry, Brooklyn Nets, yes, you may be the favorite NY team globally, but when it comes to the city of New York, the Knicks will always, always, always run the show. But let's go ahead and talk about this Knicks versus Clipper game that happened last night. Well, not even really last night at 3.30 in the afternoon on Mother's Day. Yeah, sparked by the rose. Yeah, you feel me? We're going to get into that. But it was a very great game. We came into the odds of everybody telling us we had a zero chance, chance of winning. Now... Before I get into the details of each player and how it turned out, let's just talk about the, the battle itself. We have our all-star in Julius Randle, our developing player, R.J. Barrett, doing his thing, getting up there. And, of course, the impact of Derrick Rose that comes off the bench. So that's our key three big players that's coming into the game, doing what they have to do. And then, of course, you have your unsung heroes and Reggie Bullock and Nerlens Noel always that come up performing and come up good when we need them. So going into this game, we had no chance at all. We had no type of way of anybody letting us know, like, hey, can we pull us out? Can we do it? But you know how we do with the Knicks. We feel like we have good preparation going into the film and in the practices. So we feel like we could beat anybody. So going into this game, you know, it started out pretty pretty sluggish how they all started out on the road trip. Uh, Clippers were up 8-0 on us. You know, we were looking stagnant, couldn't get anything to drop. Julius could get his shots going off. And then boom, boom, D-Rose comes in and lights the Clippers up, just electrifying. He goes, he starts out 8 of 8, misses one shot. Then he's 9 of 10. For the for the night itself, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was 11 of 14 of 15 on the field. He had 25 points, five rebounds, five assists. Like, this man is killing. Currently, one of the six players in the NBA right now to do this this season, coming off the bench. Looking like regular MVP Rose he was 10 years ago. And it's just, it's just astonishing to see that we pulled this win out, but we also are playing great defense. We held Kawhi Leonard and Paul George together, shooting 37% from the from the free, uh from field goal range this season. Not even this season, I'm sorry, for this game. And it was it was just crazy. You had Kawhi Leonard 9 of 26, you had Paul George 8 of 20. You know, and with with being so to help that not also not only was it a a great team defense that helped this you also had R.J. Barrett step up to the challenge and guard Kawhi Leonard to help make that efficiency rate look like that and make his his field goal range look like that. Then you have, like I said, you have the all-star in Julius Randle where he's actually getting the respect he deserves now. He's There's a couple of possessions where he's getting double-teamed by Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. 
who would have thought today that we've seen that? Like, we really have two top elite players guarding JR. And I ain't talking about the Smith. Shout-outs to him, though. I love him to death still. But it's just amazing to see. Not only that, just like I said, you have the unsung heroes. You have Nerlens Noel, block, 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 rebound, holding it down in the paint. Taj Gibson helping him out, holding it down in the paint. Then you have Reggie Bullock. He went from being the Clippers pick, making a name for himself where he has to play defense. He became a defensive player. Then he went to the Suns, got his name up a little bit more as a 3 and D type player. Now he's on us, and now he's a complete sniper. Complete sniper. Man, career high. 20, I believe he had uh, 24, five threes. RJ going off, he hit four plus threes. And if I'm not mistaken, the last three or four games, he's been hitting at least four, four, four or more threes a game. So that man's shooting has definitely, definitely, definitely got better to the point where there was a picture that was posted up from, you know, the New York Knicks media with him standing right next to Kawhi Leonard. And then I just had to look at the comparison and I'm like, there's no way you're not telling me that, that RJ Barrett cannot, meaning, meaning that he cannot, because I feel like he will. So don't tell me he can't. I feel like he can actually become the next. Kawhi Leonard now that his jump shot is looking the way it looks at first he was like his ceiling was looking like more of a DeMar DeRozan type of player but the way his defense and the way he's becoming a more all-around sound two-way type of player the jump shot is starting to get a little bit better he's starting to work on the mid-range game a little bit more and of course his passing IQ is all the way up there honestly speaking it's just it's just like, wow, man, he could really become this elite type two-way player. And again, he's only 20, about to be 21 next month. Like, this is this is crazy. The ball movement from our team is lights out. When the ball is moving, we win games like it's nothing because it's sharing. You don't know where you're going to get this from. You don't know whether we're going to kill you inside. We don't know whether you're going to hit us with a three. It's just when the team plays for for each other and not for self and self stats, we always get the job done. And that's what we've been doing all season long. And the reason why this win is so significant is because yet again, you had you got to see a more confident Obi that you've been seeing on this road trip a little bit lately. Uh, shout outs to him. And uh, again, a congrats to Obi as well on you know finding out that he's about to have this new uh, new baby girl. So congrats to that. Shout outs to him. You know that that right there would be any motivation for for a man. You get what I'm saying? So he's doing what he has to do, like pulling up that corner three. Woo! You could tell he's been working on that because that boy is splash money from the corner. You can't stop him. You get what I'm saying? Other than that, there's. There's just the, the overall overwhelming part of just look, we're playing great team ball and we're we're playing we're we're beating teams that we shouldn't be and we're beating the teams that we should. And another overall aspect of why this win is so great is because we know that our bench supporting cast is D Rose, IQ, Alex Burks. Now that now everybody that don't know who you know who's not really tuning in or who hasn't you know really really noticed it, but Alex Burks and IQ have been out these past two games. Alex Burks with the contused knee and Emmanuel quickly with the sprained right ankle. Now with both of them being out, this was a game to where it was like, okay, how are we gonna get these points? 
And the fact that all of these people stepped up in the right time. And even though, you know, Julius had uh, not not one of his biggest, biggest games when it comes to the scoreboard, meaning scoring, but he did everything else. Killing on the boards, playing great team defense, hitting the passing lanes, making sure that he knows that he is still a threat. So he's using his body and size to break down the defense to hit an open man. And then coming down at the end in the fourth quarter over Paul George, over di different elite defenders, hitting these clutch buckets that we need to seal the deal. You can't ask for no more from your all-star player, man. It's really nothing more that you could really say to me or to any Knicks fan and even the basketball world that that man, Julius Randle, does not belong in all NBA talks. Forget the most improved player, even though he's still got that award locked up. And I don't care how people feel. Oh, he's been in the league for seven years. There's no way you're not telling me that Julius Randle took the jump in every NBA statistical category this year he sat there he's bringing a team that basically has no type of really star on there he became an all-star first team in the year he's helping not only is he getting better he's helping his teammates get better and then to top it all off we are sitting currently fourth in the east there's no way in the world Julius Randle does not become all NBA first team this year right after the season like if it don't somebody need to bomb somebody there's no reason why tom thibodeau doesn't become coach of the year i understand you know the jazz got the best record the suns they haven't been in the playoffs for 10 years they clinched the spot but nobody has done what my man tom thibodeau has done from top to bottom from the higher seeds all the way to the last player on the bench we have created something so special to where you, you see it. You see the fact of how we went with the trade deadline. We didn't trade for anybody. We kept everything we needed to keep. All we did was just uh, sit there and use some of the, the cap space that we still had to help out our, our G League team, which is great because we're keeping everything organizational. So everything's, looks, everything's looking like plush. And you can't go wrong with that. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's there's nothing to really sit there and go crazy about. Just know that we are becoming the team that everybody wanted us to be. And we are becoming the team that shows that, you know, we really care about what's going on and we care about this organization. And we're going to make sure that we have this winning culture and new, new mindset to give everybody a glimpse of hope. Like, this is not the same Knicks organization that we've been used to. And as you can see, we're currently fourth in the East again, and I can't keep talking about it because it's just lovely. And we are a testament every day that hard work pays off, and it will pay off every day. And that that's really much about that Clippers and Knicks game. It was just so exciting to know. But to give you guys a brief insight on what's going on next, of course, we have found out in order to clinch the fourth seed, we have to win three more games. So we won one, we have to win two more games. So again, like I've been saying, we gotta go three and two on the, on the last five games that happened. So with that being said, we could actually beat the Lakers on Tuesday. And if Boston loses, because they already lost one, if they lose, we can clinch the fourth seed right then and there. Like we got it. but. 
I don't know. I have to look more into that to definitely confirm it. But from what I know, that's how it's going. But we're not even going to look at it like that. We're going to just gear it up game by game and worry about what we got to do. So our next game currently on the schedule, we have to go against the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, we beat them the first time. They had no AD. They had no LeBron James. But that's no excuse. At the end of the day, we still got them and we got the dub. But now, coming into this game, AD has returned. I actually got a chance to get a couple of previews of the first and second quarter of the Suns and Lakers game where the, the Lakers actually did win. And I seen the powerhouse between Drummond and AD. AD is back looking like he's back to the normal self before the injury. Andre Drummond looks like he's playing like how he normally would play instead of trying to fit in. So with our Nick team, we have to sit there and definitely like always the paint is going to be a problem so we have to really isolate we have to really sit there and box out we have to really sit there and hold our men keep in front of the defender keep the defender and the ball in front of us don't let anybody get any way and of course we like doing a lot of help defense but i feel like with this one game that help defense ain't gonna work like that it's not gonna work because not only when you help out, they have a lot of great shooters. You know, they have uh, Wesley Matthews, uh, uh, KCP, Alex Caruso. They have, uh, if Kyle Kuzma comes back into the game, they got him. Um, you get what I'm saying? So they have a lot of firepower over there when it comes to shooting threes and especially uh, paint uh, paint protection and, you know, rim protection with Montreal Harris. Uh, you still got uh, Markeith Morris over there. So they have a lot of pieces. But the main pieces that I feel like we really, really need to watch out for, that's going to really kill us. Of course, AD. But we need to watch these sleepers, which is Marc Gasol. Because everybody keeps sleeping on Marc Gasol like he's still not an elite center. And still like... His prime thing is his passing IQ is so elite and gets so slept on that he actually kills team by just breaking down defenses and setting up good pass plays. But also we need to watch Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker is a guard that everybody sleeps on because, of course, you know, he's just not getting his name up like that. But he's a guard that can really take it to you. When he gets in his bag, and especially when he gets in his bag of tricks, he gets it in. So we really have to sit there, and it's looking like we have to not only lock down our man, but we have to play pro-sound and efficient defense the whole game. We cannot slip up not one time. We can't afford it because why? We are on a mission. We are on a mission to sit there and claim this fourth seed and understand that we are trying to be a playoff team. Not a play-in team. We are trying to be a playoff team. So we really have to sit there and do what we have to do. The main prime thing besides the paint, we need to solidify and hold down these threes. We do not want another game that we had, especially when we was going against Denver. When we was going against Denver, we kept doing the whole help defense so much that we sat there and left too many corner and wing threes open. And that's what killed us. We need to make sure that if we are going to help, we don't need to do help defense where our helper is in the paint with the actual defender that's holding down the person with the ball. He needs to be midway, meaning you need to center yourself between the corner, the wing, 
and have yourself positioned in the middle for the baseline so that way you can be able to reach and help out or get to the open man that's on either side of the wing or the or the corner shot if you position yourself in the middle in the dead center of that zone you're able to close out on all aspects if you look at certain breakdowns especially b-ball breakdown 32 shout out to them on youtube if you watch their film breakdown there's a couple of scenes to where you'll have your center the person with the ball R.J. Barrett helping with the help defense. Then you have Julius Randle, where he's positioned in the middle of the wing and the corner. So that way he can either run out to the wing or he can run out to the corner to go help over there. That's where we slipped up at the other day. Not only, you know what I'm saying? So it's also, you have to also help the defender. So you have the defender, the help defender. Now, now you need a helper to help the help defender. So no matter what, Clutch defense, clutch defense, clutch defense, and I can't preach enough clutch defense. This is what we need to solidify this win. And then just so happens if LeBron James can play in this game, we're going to have to turn it up an extra notch. But long story short, the one thing that I do know, we do not need another game to where Julius Randle is only dropping 14 points to help win this game. Yes, I get that Julius Randle is going to be tasked with doing a lot. But when that is what comes with being the star player that he is turning into. We need him to at least give us 20 points on that board with this game. The, if he gives us 20, of course, it's going to, you know, it's, it, you don't have to worry about a lot of other people's doing a lot. But just by him alone giving us that 20 points, give us a perfect edge to where the rest of the group can round out and do what they have to do. We did it multiple times, whether he does score it or not, but... For these last little bit games, I want him to get into the rhythm of being that guy to do what he has to do on all levels, no matter what, no matter how they double team him, anything like that. Because when it comes down to playoff time, we're going to need everything we can get from everybody on this team so we can go ahead and make the jump we want to make. Of course, it's a blessing getting to the playoffs after so long. But of course, anybody that goes into the playoffs, you want to go as far as you can. And honestly, this team, we have, we already have what it takes to at least make the second round. Because if we have to go against the Hawks for the four and five seed first round playoffs, I don't see the Hawks beating us in the seven game series. So I definitely see us at least making it to the second. But if we can work on the last little bit of kinks that we have going on wrong for us with these last four games, who knows what we could do in the playoffs, man. The sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. So that's pretty much it you know it's 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 just uh it's just honestly like who would have thought we would come this far to where i can even talk about playoff contention postseason appearance reggie bullock going off the point where i can say this is the one team where i want to bring back the whole team except for players that are not in the rotation and i mean i gotta say it especially on this road trip ep he's definitely not going to be back here next season. So if you get rid of those people and bring back the same people that's already been here, keeping that same chemistry, bro, there's no way we're not taking off next year again. So it's just looking lovely. So again, we got the, we got the Lakers Tuesday. That's game four. Well, that's one of the last four games coming up on the season. The last game of the six game road trip before we go back home to take on the Spurs to start our three go uh, our three game homestand to end out the season. 
I wish us all the best. I know we can do it, and you know how it goes, man. We just got to turn up. We got to get this postseason. We got to lock up this fourth seed. We got to make it do what it do. This is your guy, Dope the Phenom, a.k.a. Trippy OG. Another Nick in 30 segments sitting here telling y'all that. It's go New York, go New York, go. I thank y'all for tuning in. Be ready to lock and low for the next epi that comes, man. Just know we here, baby. Just like Caden said, we here.